0: And now it's time for the Renewable Energy Hour. Good evening, Indonesia. Welcome to the Renewable Energy Hour. I'm Doug Livingston, and with me, as is usually the case, my co-host, Alex Aragon. Good evening, Alex. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right, Doug. It sounds like our connection might be a little off, so uh, let's keep an eye on this.
0: All right. Well, you're sounding you're sounding better than much of our conversation <laughs> before the show. Technology our is wonderful. Although, uh, I I will point out to listeners okay. that uh, we have a unusual yep. schedule tonight. Right after the Renewable Energy Hour is uh, Eve's Diary for the Love of Reading, and I was looking at the programming on the computer that automates that, and it wasn't there. And then just moments ago, uh, I saw Eddie take over control of the computer in front of me and change it, and now it's there and looking good. So, And right after, for the love of reading Neve's diary, will be a one-hour edition of Radiogram. But in the meantime, it's the renewable energy hour. And technology can be good, but technology can be bad. Alex, you were telling me about some absolutely ludicrous technology before the show.
1: Oh, Lordy. There's all kinds of great stuff. Um, I visit with some of my in-laws over the holidays, and uh, they like to buy the latest and greatest new stuff. Uh, One of the most recent gifts that uh, someone in the family got was a new smart toilet.
0: A smart Smart toilet.
1: toilet. A smart toilet, yeah. So what is a smart toilet? Uh, I I found a comparison list. For some of the different options, some of these smart toilets have. Are you hearing me okay? Yep,
0: yep, you came back.
1: Okay, so, you know, among other normal features for toilets, you know, trying to keep the, uh, make it so you have the dual flush, so you can have a, you know, a a mellow flush and then a heavy duty flush, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Those make sense. Yeah, those totally make sense. Those are great uses of uh, technology, I guess you'd call it. But, uh, there's some other options you might not realize that you could get for different toilets. They can come with nightlight, a nightlight, a nightlight, night yeah, an adjustable.
0: Oh, seat. you're getting off your mic.
1: An adjustable heated seat, <laughs> a warm air dryer, and have automatic flush.
0: A warm air dryer. So that's drying your bottom after a.
1: Uh... Yeah, they come with a. Uh, what do they call it? They call it oh, the, uh, you're not in your the, mic. Uh, you're they call it a uh, personal heated wand. It sounds like a bidet kind of feature, but it's got a heater built into it. The toilet.
0: Sounds like a sex toy. <laughs>
1: oh, dear. You know, that's, the, that's the next generation. So it has automatic flush, automatic open close. Uh, so, so the lid lifts for you with a motor? Yeah, yeah and uh, there's a separate one for the seat. So... Yes, you can have the lid lift. You can also have the seat lifted so for those who stand. Mm-hmm. Yep, they have automatic deodorization. Uh, they have personalized presets. Some of these can uh, have presets ready for six different people. Uh, it also has a... Uh, and how's
0: that triggered? you got a control on the top you you hit or just it recognizes you by your smartphone's Bluetooth or something?
1: I don't know. It also lists it also lists that it comes with a handheld remote control. What do you need, you need to, to have a handheld know. remote control for your toilet for? It?
0: Well that's to get the, the seat to warm up for your personal preference before you sit down.
1: Well does this like also aim the bidet feature or something? Whole, oh maybe no, no,
0: maybe, big. maybe a little joystick or something and
1: Yeah, a little joystick.
0: <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, oh, and how much power does this thing consume? And how much embodied energy went into manufacturing it? For- right,
1: I haven't I have been able to find the spec sheets out of the power consumption. Like, what's the idle consumption? It's just sitting there, ready to go. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, it's probably. One,
1: one, one thing they do specify is that it
0: has. A- Oop! You're oh, off, off your mic.
1: Here. One of the things they specify is that it has a battery operated backup flush for hours down so I wonder how many extra flushes you get when the power goes out
0: well what do they need They're a battery for links. to flush it I guess because it's automatically <laughs> controlled so it just yeah, needs but, to control a solenoid or something <laughs> but
1: I, I can could, I could just see a little brother stealing the remote while his sister's in the bathroom or something too. You know? <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah don't, I was
1: don't, a little brother
0: don't, don't send that out there uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a little brother too. Although my sisters my sisters were way older than me. It was my brothers who were immediately older than me.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, it's also got a uh, UV sanitation of the special one. Uh, uh electrolyzed water rinsing of the one. Just the water pressure, just the water temperature oscillated
0: you're getting front off. You're getting off your mic wash, again.
1: Front wash and rear wash, oscillating pulsing sprays. So, all those features just to use the toilet. Uh, these things, by the way, are the uh, like uh, three thousand to six thousand dollar range.
0: And I wonder what the embodied energy to make the damn thing was. Th- right. That's probably more than its lifetime energy consumption, even though that's obscene for what a toilet should consume, which is nothing.
1: <laughs> right. Well, this is uh, these are things that are, you can find on. <coughs> excuse me. You can find a list of smart gadgets. Uh, some of the other smart gadgets are things like the uh, the Nest thermostat, which is actually an energy-saving device. You know, that's, that's the device that can uh, keep track of the traffic in the, out of the house at different times. It'll uh, figure out what your rhythms are. And it'll preheat your home, uh, you know, depending upon the day of the week. Uh, so, you know, it can go, oh, this family usually gets up around 7 a.m. or something like that. It can, like, preheat the house a little bit. Uh, but it winds up being a little bit smarter and a little bit more energy-saving uh, than, know manually operated thermostats so something like the Nest is really handy that way but this toilet i mean how how much electricity do you need to use to use the bathroom it just baffles me
0: pretty absurd
1: uh yeah it's also things like the uh the samsung app fridge (coughs) smart refrigerator (coughs) it's uh excuse me so it has apps that let you keep grocery lists search recipes upload photos to your refrigerator you can check the weather on your refrigerator control the machine's temperature oh boy you can actually uh do normal stuff too you can read news updates you can listen to pandora or check twitter it's like an ipad that holds all your food is what the ads say (laughs) so uh you know, don't most people have cell phones that do all that kind of stuff? Uh, you gotta stand in front of the refrigerator now and watch its screen.
0: Well, it's 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 right there, and you don't have to hold your phone.
1: <laughs> so while you're staring at off into the space, waiting for the coffee to brew, and your huge uh, coffee thing that uses like 600 watts constantly, uh, <laughs> I, I I definitely see the comfort in some of these things, but the power usage that they are gonna have just probably these, all these extra little bells and whistles going
0: go, go I mean, in the wrong you, direction we need to be conserving
1: yeah how many different devices do you need to be able to look up the weather and check your you know, well check, i, I check used check to, to joke think. about having five
0: clocks in the kitchen which was typical you know there was one on the stove one on the microwave one on the wall you all know, right I, how many ways do you need to know what time it is in your kitchen Hell, one on the <laughs> coffee maker, one on the
1: yeah. And then there's a lot of these uh, faucets now. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, new kitchen faucets are ones where you you tap the you tap the metal on it and it turns on the valve so that the water runs. Uh, most cases, you actually like set your valve for the desired temperature, and then any time you come and touch the faucet. It automatically turns on. So that's another device using electricity. Uh, just so you could touch so you can touch the side of the device rather than the handle, I guess.
0: Uh. <laughs> pretty absurd. I, I think for some people it's just the cool factor and they're oblivious to what the ecological implications are.
1: Oops, I lost a lot of what you said there.
0: Oh I was I was just thinking, people were are think of the cool factor and are oblivious to the ecological implications.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, steps back and forward at the same time. I guess it just depends on what you uh, what you're looking for in life, you know.
0: Or how much money you need to get rid of.
1: <laughs> oh man, don't get me started. <laughs> is the wrong show for
0: that uh, conversation. The probably. wrong show. Probably. The wrong show. So how have uh, the supply chain problems been in your in your neck of the woods? I've seen uh, solar panel prices going is up it? in the past month um, and accessibility going down. You were talking about batteries as being a big... Uh, Lead-acid batteries in particular being a big supply chain problem. Yeah, Has that eased up any?
1: Yeah. No, it hasn't. I've, I've been... Uh, I've been waiting for some batteries for a client uh, since it's, uh, it's been nine weeks now, and they're originally expected to be in one week oh my. Uh, for some L16 batteries. Uh, I talked to a couple of distributors about uh, about batteries. And they are, uh, yeah, a lot of times when you're dealing with uh, wholesale pricing, you, you can get special pricing on things and uh, good deals. But right. right now, it seems like the... Uh, there are certain batteries that you can get, but they're substantially more expensive than others. It might be just that that's how it's gone because people are buying up the less expensive ones, and the other ones left are the more expensive ones. Or,
0: or they but. just know that they're the only ones and can raise the price. Right. That's that's Sup- what I'm thinking. It is. Supply and demand. And it's curious right. that it's so focused on the L16s, whereas other, you know, golf cart batteries aren't in short supply that I can see, and uh.
1: Yeah, well there's they're probably they probably move a lot more of those than they do of the L sixteens.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it may L-16. be that there's only one factory making all the L sixteens in the world and they just slap different brand names on them.
1: How true is that? <laughs> is that really
0: I I don't I think imagine. I don't think that's true, I can't but it's it's true for, you know, like kitchen appliances. There are like only two manufacturers in the world despite there being twenty seven
1: brands. Yeah, I, I found out a few years ago that uh, guitar strings are that way too. If you if you go buy different brands of guitar strings, they're almost certainly all produced in the same factory, huh. uh, just packaged differently. Uh, you know, all these different strings, different mixes, but everything comes from the same place. I wonder how true that is of of batteries. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. There's lots lots of different places they manufacture solar panels. So.
0: There are, but uh, they they've been been harder to come by and you know i i've been trying to find a 12 volt 100 to 125 watt module for a while and looks like i'm gonna have to ship it in from somewhere
1: probably about two dollars a watt
0: uh, yep yep and then double that There's for shipping
1: yep. Oh
2: cow
0: and that—that's to replace—that's wow, that's to replace a broken one where it's got to, you know, kind of match the existing panels that are there and fit on the rack, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen quite a few. Uh, ra- well, you know, I'm always driving around out in the woods and I see a lot of uh, mismatched, <laughs> mismatched replacements going in.
0: Well, on the old on the old twelve volt systems, you can mismatch.
1: Can,
0: yeah. But when you're wiring in series, things. Things need to be similar amperages.
1: I had a client uh, call and ask me about mismatched batteries. He's got a uh, he's able to get three L16s from one place and five from another. He said, "Hey, can I do this?" I had him read me the specs, and uh, the three of them were going to be 420 amp hour batteries, and the other ones were going to be 375 amp hour batteries. He said, "Ah, oh, that's, that's a, not saying it won't work, but it's certainly
0: not going to be uh, yeah, you're, very very long lasting that way. Well, it, or at the very least, the whole bank is going to be three seventy five.
1: Right. It'll probably take a little bit of life out of it uh, prematurely. Well,
0: and hopefully it was a forty-eight volt system where it was a single string. Because if it was two strings on a twenty-four, that would huh. be problematic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't ask. I should, probably should have thought about that. Uh well, all right. Uh, since we have this snow in these last uh, couple uh, storms, my phone was ringing off the hook. I got three uh, calls on New Year's Day. First one, at seven a.m. Yeah,
0: I got a, I got a <laughs> call from Mexico on New Year's Day. Oh, what fun! desperate yeah someone had that. it's an off-grid resort and he said uh oh there's nobody's open and outback's closed <laughs> and so i can't get any technical help this is what's going on unfortunately i was able to by text and email uh get him to track down the problem and the inverter was not fried as he suspected there was a melted. Oh, there was a melted down uh, GFI outlet that have, was causing a short, and for some reason the short was causing a another error message besides the AC shortage message that didn't make any sense whatsoever, and that's what worried me. That oops, I think his inverter is fried. Yeah, but it wasn't. Oh,
1: one of the big was, one of the big supply chain problems is, uh, is generators. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, generators.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, really hard to get a hold of.
0: All of them or just the Hondas?
1: Uh, others, too. Uh, like the Kohlers.
0: The Kohlers are hard to get, too, huh?
1: They're getting harder to find. To harder to get a hold of. Uh,
0: Shoot, I just recommended or, uh, a Kohler to someone.
1: Oh, they're great if you can get them. Uh, just be careful when you get them. Uh, you can get them online, uh, usually for a fairly low price. But the problem with that is that uh, you wind up without be able to get somebody to come out and service it for you uh our friend ben who lives down by uh by lake barriessa has been having a problem with his kohler generator uh hasn't been running right it's been a control board issue uh he's dealt with it under warranty have several different people come out it just keeps on having an issue that recurs um uh, the the way that the company deals with it is they want to keep on sending their their you know certain people they deal with uh, out to take care of it um he bought it online so he doesn't have any local uh doesn't have any local representation or you know local repair shop he has to deal with uh with the parent company you know hire having somebody come out there you have to pay a lot to deal with it um but uh he has just been getting tired of these failures and was wanting to get a replacement for it. And finally he wanted to just buy one from somebody else. And the local guy who said, Oh yeah, I can get you one. told him It would be about four months. Uh, until ouch. he could get one into his site.
0: Ouch. So, mm-hmm. Well, at least he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't burned his place down recently. <laughs>
1: <Not> recently. <laughs> although, although I think he tried to, cause he, uh, when, he, when his system was down, he uh, turned off the uh, power system and scabbed in a, uh, a uh, generator into his house panel and turned it on and had it running for a while until it slipped to neutral. And then he had 240 going through a bunch of 120-volt parts of his house. Oh, sparky!
0: That's what my wife called him. Sparky. Oh, yeah, sparky. Definitely. Sparky. Uh, I, yeah, I,
1: be careful. Don't uh, don't uh, hodgepodge and do what we call suicide plugs, backfeed generators into panels they don't belong in. Uh, if you're going to hook up a generator to a house, especially if it's uh, grid-tied, you got to have a proper transfer switch in there. transfer switch makes it so that only one source at a time can feed the, the system, and it does it safely. Uh, having it so that, oh yeah, I'm going to take a cord here, cut the end off, and then wire the... You know, put the wires into a breaker and turn that on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you might get away with it a few times. So. <laughs> so yeah, if, you don't.
0: if generator power meets up with utility power, your generator will lose.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you happen to accidentally backfeed into your uh, inverter system, something's going to lose.
0: Yeah, no, the inverter uh, the inverter will lose if generator power meets inverter power on the output side.
1: Back when I was living in my back to the lander house, uh, with the old 12 volt system that we upgraded while we were living there, mm-hmm. there was a while when uh, we had a one AC circuit throughout the house that ran directly off the generator. So if you wanted AC power in the house, you had to turn on the generator. Uh, so I, I set up a small inverter off the existing battery bank, and I used a suicide plug to uh, plug it into the generator circuit. Um, well, you know, so we go and unplug the generator. Uh, and then we would uh, plug the inverter into backfeed the house. And, hey, I'm an electrician. I, can, I know what I'm doing. I can do this every single time. Well, uh, one night my wife and I were watching a movie and realized the batteries were getting a little low. So I told her, I said, why don't you go turn off the inverter and unplug it? And I'll wait a minute and I'll go turn on the generator and plug it in. So she went into the power room. And uh, she saw the cat when she was in there, and she took a minute to pet the cat. And uh, a minute was a little too long, so I plugged in and turned on the generator, and the, uh, the inverter lost. So. The in, yep, the inverter <laughs> lost. It,
0: it, 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 well, I'm surprised it, 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 you weren't it, it sharing the same off, plug.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was I, bad news. I've, so. I've done
0: that before, where so, where you could unplug from the generator and plug into an inverter, but there was only one plug.
1: Yeah, they're right They're right next to each other. Well, this was
0: one in the power room and
1: one outside. Ah, so. okay. okay. Uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. So, <laughs> Please do it safely.
0: So we're talking about um, supply chain issues, trials and tribulations of stupid moves off the grid and on the grid, um, stupid wasteful new appliances that do ridiculously unnecessary things and consume power all the time. Any of those topics that are... Tickling you to join the conversation. We'd like to open up the lines for the rest of the show. Uh, if you've got something along these lines or anything along the renewable energy topic related, uh, give us a call here at 895 2448 and stimulate our countywide conversation.
1: Um, I wouldn't mind hearing some, uh, some justifications for the power use of some of these uh, smart appliances. Well, there are some.
0: There are some. Yeah, the, the automated, automated home thermostat controls and things like that seem to make sense to me. Um, uh, Once that interface with the utility that could, say, switch from natural gas water heating to electric water heating, depending on, you know, solar's overflowing the grid right now or there's power shortage right now. We're starting to get calls. Let me hit the right buttons and take some calls. Hello, caller. You're on the Renewable Energy Hour.
3: Well, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I I guarantee that I'm going to have a battery-free toilet for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) Wood-fired. Wood-fired toilet?
3: Yeah. Honey, where are the double A's? Um, (laughs) Well, that's... Yeah, that's another topic. Anyway, I'm going to keep that very short. And actually, another very nice battery-free reading device that I use are uh, magazines and newspapers and printed material. Books. Yeah, books. Yeah. And actually, I bought a. I was given a 1952 uh, book, uh, Rachel Carson, too. So, and it it, it uh, survived all these years without batteries.
0: It's Amazing. Amazing. We we found we found correspondence between my. Maternal grandmother and Rachel Carson in their attic when we cleaned it out.
3: Oh. Oh wow, what a great story.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dream on that one. I'm gonna hang up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks, David. Eight nine five two four four eight. If you got something in the renewable energy hour world you wanna bring to the air. Um yeah, we also found uh correspondence between her husband my my maternal grandfather and uh god what's his name the vitamin c guy and physicist and i'm completely 60 year old mind blanking but
1: uh, Uh, how how old is your mind
0: my my 60 well it's officially almost 60 less than a half a year of being 60
1: Hey, by the way, I got a call from uh, my friend the other day who has those uh, iron Edison batteries the uh, the uh, nickel iron batteries. Uh-huh. He's had quite some time. This is
0: the guy in Willetts. Yeah, he's uh, with the with the nightmare of the changing the solution ten years out.
1: Yeah, I just heard from him, and he's uh, in the market for some lithium
0: batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's got to change the solution again or something? Or they're just not holding Uh, up?
1: He's between changes right now, so I have a feeling that either he's grown up out of his system or also just decided that the lack of efficiency of it just isn't worth it anymore. uh, I'm going to have to do some follow-up. Yeah, I'd be curious. Um, it sure, is attractive to have that hundred-year battery, quote unquote, uh, you know, as, it, as it's touted. But alas, uh, all the labor you had to put into it, you know, it's about the same as buying a new set of you know eight L sixteen batteries every uh, every eight to ten years.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm Plus still
1: labor-
0: I'm, I'm still seeing those numbers for uh, for lithium ion versus lead acid. It's still coming out pretty comparable. Although the prices have been coming down and I'm getting more confident on uh, manufacturers' claims, although they're not as forgiving as they want to market them to be. What do you mean? Oh, just, you know, the requirements on what equipment they'll work with, you know, clearly is indicative that they're they're nervous about, you know, going outside of certain ranges.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, the lithium battery, uh, market right now that is designed to really integrate with the inverters mm-hmm. so they wind up having uh all these different uh you know networking issues and you know trying to speak to each other and having to have the most recent firmware upgrades uh I, I, there was that you know a few years ago and you could uh install a system and finish the physical installation and turn everything on and spend you know an hour or two at the most programming everything and would be good to go Uh, Well, now, in some cases, uh, once you finish the physical installation, that's where the tough part begins. Uh, That's where the time-consuming part begins.
0: In terms of downloading updates and firmware and...
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, we lost you. Uh, Oops. You're back. back. You're back.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit on me here, too, so...
0: Ah, the Skype. The internet is loaded. Well, shoot, I was here all by myself last show when when you were under the weather, and the phone lines were full the entire time. I did a whole call-in show, and now only David has come to our rescue to to bring up renewable energy issues. I'm hoping there are more people out there with a renewable energy issue topic they want to want to have on the air or give us a question or one of the topics we were talking about earlier that you might be primed to give us a call at 895-2448 and join the show otherwise you'll have to hear alex and i ramble on about automated toilets with remote (laughs) controls
1: well we could also talk about the Nem 3 a little bit
0: yeah um, actually i'm hoping there's somebody out there you know Bruce or John or Chris or somebody who's got some updates on what the status of the NEMS 3 rules are, because I gather the CPU has officially recommended adopting what the utility lobbies were, were asking for. Let's see if this caller has something on that, or something else. Hello, caller. You're live on the air.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for the show. Um, I don't have any solar at my house. So we're on the grid, and I'm got to get the roof the composite roof redone and i'm wondering is that the time to consider putting solar on the roof it's a 12 and 12 pitch nice south facing spot no trees or anything no, that's great It's 12 and 12 and I was going to put uh composition shingles back on it but i don't know is it worth it monetarily uh
0: Well, especially if you can do it quickly. We were just talking about the NEMS-3 rules that were being recommended, and it won't be as enticing monetarily, and I'm not sure if uh, they're voting on it toward the end of this month. I don't know when it goes into effect. I think it was like March or something like that. So you would want to move quickly in case that new horrible rule goes into effect so you can be grandfathered in under the existing rule. And,
3: and when you say t- to take advantage of the old rule, is that I'm not, I didn't catch all that, that equipment, or is that... Um, is
0: that it's, j- it's the way the rate structures are set up, how you're compensated for your excess power and how you're charged to be connected to the utility. The, the charges for a solar home connected to utility will go up radically if they accept this recommendation, and the amount you're compensated for for overflowing solar... Uh, is will be much lower, and so if they
3: change that in the future, too. I mean, I well,
0: in general, the you're given something like twenty years grandfathered in under the okay. rule you came in on, and and so if you can get it get it in and signed off before that goes into effect, which I pray it never does, um, I, w- I would I would want to move fairly quickly if I were you.
3: And how do you determine what type, size, array, um...
0: um m- most anybody putting in systems like this uh, will be able to fairly easily calculate it looking at your bills, your historical consumption. Are you in Ukiah?
3: No, I'm over on the coast.
0: Okay, so you'd be on P G E or yeah. combination PG&E, Sonoma Clean Power. Yeah. Um the uh you know there's there's certain limits on your existing physical infrastructure like the size of your service and the size of your bus bar and your main panel uh, may limit you um how big is your bill?
3: Oh uh, it's pretty big it's about three hundred dollars a month
0: okay um do you know what size your main circuit breaker is
3: uh I think it's a hundred
0: a hundred okay. Um, so you probably have a 125-amp bus bar, and I think you're limited to something like... Actually, I think it's 200. 200, all right. So you I put y- it on, You may be limited to a 7,600-watt inverter if it's an older 200. Um, and you could put about 8,000 watts of PV on, uh, which I don't think is... Grossly oversized, given given what you're saying, your bill is. Uh, but but any installer should be able to crunch those numbers fairly specifically for you. Um, and
3: wh- what about um, how they're attached? The ports are attached to the roof, like through the composition shingles. Oh.
0: Well, Al- Alex may weigh in differently than I do, but I sure would like to see permanently installed stand- standoffs. When you're redoing the roof, you can put in permanently installed standoffs and flashings that the roofer can then install shingles around in an integrated way so that you never have to take those attachments off again. Yeah,
1: that's what I would... Uh... Alex? I believe the, the... um types of flashes they have for retrofitting are going to be just as good, if not actually better, than the uh, standoffs. Yeah, there are some good
0: ones, the quick mount style that have been mimicked by several other people.
1: Yeah, they basically created a a metallic shingle with a mount in the middle of it. and slips up underneath the shingles above it, and they're just really good. Really, uh, really seal well. I haven't had any of them leak. Right,
0: but my the down well. my one remaining downside on those is you have to remove them in order to
1: re-roof twenty 20, 25 years from now. Um, yeah, but that's uh, versus uh, having somebody go and flash around each individual one too uh, when they're putting them back in. So, uh, there's, there's cons to it. Uh, but one of the biggest uh, cons uh, having the standoffs that are Know, built in. So you have to have everything planned out uh, from the get-go when you're doing the roofing. Uh, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So, Yeah. Uh, especially with the supply chain shortage, uh, sometimes you wind up with uh, one type of panel quoted and another one delivered. Uh, so sometimes the size and configuration of the panels make it so you would want to change your roofing uh, rackings. Layout. So your layout yeah. can change.
0: Yeah. there are There are some very good products for for going through the comp shingle roofs, but there's a part of me that still likes, you know, a good old roof jack and a yeah and a standoff uh, that's permanently installed I got
3: to replace the roof anyway. I figure it might be
0: easier
1: to do something
0: permanent. Well, it's also a good time to get a conduit to come up through.
1: Yeah. That that's a good thing you shouldn't do before the roofing that's something that you want to seal up really well. But like I said, there are products that uh, really, really do work really well for retrofitting. So I would not, uh, I would not hesitate to uh, use any of the retrofitting equipment that's out there. You know, it's uh, I don't think it's worthwhile to really hassle and worry about it beforehand.
0: They're sure an awful lot better than the old days when people would <laughs> put a lag bolt through an L bracket right through the shingles and pour a bunch that's of caulk. That's
3: what I about. <laughs> yeah, no. The, no, the modern happen. products
0: are like a big, uh, you know, sheet of aluminum or steel that that slips up under two tiers of of your shingles and and has an attachment and a standoff where you can lag through into your into your truss or your stud. It's it's also easier to find your your trusses, your rafters. When the shingles are off,
3: yeah, now, that's why I was sure. thinking if I have to get a new roof, might as well think about whether I want to do solar or not.
0: Well, lots of people have standoffs that attach directly to the roof sheathing and and then a product uh, I commonly call a roof jack that that integrates with the shingles and seals on the on the standoff.
3: Now, for the um, size you were guesstimating, that 8K watts of PV, what would you estimate uh, the payback would be, assuming one fell under the rules?
0: The old rules. Uh, Alex, have you crunched numbers on paybacks these days on Sonoma Jason, Clean Power or PG&E?
1: Jason does all that for me. I, I do the off-grid
0: stuff. So. All right. Um, you know, my guess is you're... You're, you know, at least seven years, maybe as high as 12.
3: And what do you think the longevity of that equipment would normally be?
0: Oh, the panels could last 50 years. The The inverter, uh, you know, probably at least 15. And
3: okay, so it
0: sounds it, like monetarily it's, it's as well. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, it's, you know, most people compare it to, you know, as good of a deal as investing in the average stock market.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks again, you guys. I really appreciate the show. Hey, you're
1: very welcome. Real quick, real quick before you go, uh-huh. if, you want to, if you want to take a look at the types of flashings I'm, I'm talking about, if you uh, do a Google search of uh, Iron Ridge, that's the company, Iron Ridge, one last one word, then the flash View as one word, F-L-A-S-H-B-U-E. Mm-hmm. If you search that, it'll, you'll pop up uh, some uh, pictures of the types of flashings.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another right. another company called QuickMount that really was okay. the first one to come up with something like that.
3: Yeah. All right. I mean I'm kind of copying them, but they're Great. All right, thanks again, guys. Sure
0: enough. Take care. Bye-bye. 895-2448 if you want to join the conversation, questions, comments in the renewable energy world. Otherwise, we're going to keep talking about uh smart toilets. In fact, Alex, I, th- I think that's how I uh, I got all uh, the phone lines full when I had to do the show solo before Christmas was I kept threatening that I was going to play Christmas music. And somebody oh, says, no Christmas music. Hello, Collie, you're live on the air.
4: Hey, thanks. My name is Otto. So I have a really basic question. I uh, live in Ukiah. I have a house in the west side. Um, and... Uh, I would like to be go completely, uh, you know, uh, solar uh, independence.
0: You mean, I have, you mean disconnect from Ukiah power? Well,
4: basically, I would like to have enough solar panels so that I don't have to um, ever have another electric bill. And part of that is, um, uh, well, I'll just tell you, I have a relatively small house. It's basically one bedroom, one bath. The refrigerator and the electric dryer are the two, you know, biggest electrical, uh, you know, poles I have. I remember when I first bought this house about 10 years ago, a couple years um, afterwards, I had an estimate and, um, for, for, you know, getting solar panels, and they basically told me, well, you have a total eastern, uh, sorry, western ex- exposure, and in the summertime you'd be selling, you know, electricity back to the grid. And in the wintertime you would you, you need to, you know, use a little bit more. And it was about $15,000 for what they kind of estimated, but it would only get me 75%. Per- and, um, I, by myself, I don't, you know, just a one, one person, and psychologically, I was like, wow, but if I spend $15,000, um, even if it took me, you know, 15, 10 to 15 years to recoup that money, I like the idea, though, of being able to say, you know what, I'm completely independent of electricity, uh, of having to, you know, pay an electric bill. Um, simple question. Can you recommend, I get these things on Facebook and social media all all the time, can you recommend a good company or somebody that I could basically call up and say, hey, that was, you know, eight, nine years ago, Um, can you give me a good estimate on a house or good resources, because I just don't have the time to be able to go down the rabbit hole of, you know, um, what it would cost, basically, you know, for a good evaluation. I get these things all the time on social media, as I say, on Facebook. Uh, these different companies, and every time I go down there, it just seems like it's a um, more difficult, and they're trying to sell me kind of different kinds of
0: things. Yeah, I don't know. They, they want to sell you battery backup, and sure. Uh, and, and
4: I live in the west, in the city of Utah, and I have no problem. I don't need to be energy. You know, I don't need to have battery backup. I just want it to be off the grid and you know what i'm willing to pay a little bit of a premium even if for example uh, it you know it would be 15 years for it to really recoup the amount of, i'm willing to pay a little bit of U- a-
0: ukiah has some very progressive rules on, on allowing you to intertie one downside in ukiah is that their electric rate is significantly lower than pg and e so so some of the payback issue is reduced because of that um but it also is, is a site that I think could could island itself if they got enough solar in and, and operate during a power safety shutdown, but uh, yeah. if they had enough people <laughs> yeah. like you. Um, anyhow, uh, Alex, do you have any recommendations? I think the closest licensed contractor I'm thinking to him would be Radiant uh, Solar. In, in Redwood in fiction, Valley,
1: uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I heard a couple of uh conflicting terms you used there. You're talking about being off
0: grid. Oh, get back to your I'm microphone about,
1: though. Uh, you're saying that you're
0: oh, you got really bad.
1: Oops, yeah, you said off the grid, but he also said no battery backup.
0: Yeah, no, he doesn't mean off the grid, he just means no, no longer no longer uh having to pay an electric having bill. An electric bill.
4: And and I think that would increase the value of the house basically by saying, Look, I understand, you know, panels are good for a certain amount of time, but basically you will never have an electric bill uh if if I sell this house sometime and I'm like, Hey, I pay paid a premium uh for it. But I would increase the value of the house because I like the idea of basically saying, look, unless you build three more bedrooms and start sucking up immense amounts of electricity, you just will never have an electric bill at this house.
0: A smart toilet in every room? (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, it does definitely raise the value of the the property. There was a white study from realtors that said, Sure. you know it was like ten years ago or something uh, maybe more uh, that said for for every dollar of utility bill less a house has it's worth twenty dollars more on the market um,
4: sure and, and I'm willing to pay you know a, a bit more I just the, the funny thing about was it for me was that I you know I have a decent income and I just didn't like the idea of spending fifteen thousand dollars and then I'd be like well 75 percent um electrical independent and i said well how much would it cost to be completely uh no electrical bills and they said well that's like twenty two thousand dollars and that was a bit much for me
0: yeah well they were also being a little uh generic on their recommendation in in most uh on most utilities in the state you do not get good compensation for net annual excess. And so most designers will intentionally design the system a little bit smaller than your average annual consumption, maybe even, you know, 20% smaller. In your case 25% smaller, so that in a good year you didn't overproduce and donate that excess power to the utility. Um, which a lot of people don't want to do. Um, Also, uh, PG&E has a minimum energy charge that you can't net meter away, whereas Ukiah does not. Ukiah has very progressive uh, net metering rules, but again, their rates are awfully cheap, so you don't see a ton of solar in Ukiah because their rates are relatively low compared to PG&E, which is typical in municipal utilities. They're very progressive. Um, Let's see, what other contractors in the area um
4: you mentioned uh, radiant solar Ra-
0: radiant a- solar um and and they may want to try to sell you a battery system and say no i want the the greenest possible one and don't need backup power uh, yeah
4: i don't really i mean i've lived here 10 years i think twice the electricity has gone out um you know i
0: oh, and uh, it, it doubles the system cost yeah exactly. and right. I don't and, need, I and don't the the prices have come down quite a bit since you got those last quotes. so you should be aware well, of that the the solar panels right. themselves that's have thought. come down right. quite a bit. it's it's hysterical now. the racking material, the racking system is likely to cost as much as the solar panels that go on it. yeah
4: well, and that was that was an estimate. I have a pretty steep roof, and um uh, that was basically not make doing anything to. The angle of the roof, or the angle of the panels—that was basically putting. I think it was like six or eight panels, and that was just it. That was all they were going to do, and you know, so
0: yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to tilt it up to a different angle than that. I would. I would match your roof pitch. It's actually. <laughs> it's actually about optimal for the winter half of the year, and a little steeper than optimal for the summer. Right. Um, actually, it's good bit. Steeper than optimal for the summer, but uh yeah, any yeah.
4: other company you can recommend
0: uh, I'm think, I was thinking of them as the closest Alex isn't too far away. he's up in Willits. Um, although i guess I guess I'm allowed to promo him. he shouldn't um, <laughs> there's uh, mendocino solar they're based in in Fort Bragg, but they do work all over the county um, and solar huh okay um, and and there there are more out there. Hey contractors call in and uh we'll give you a free promo on the air and sure, let pe- let mean, people know you're out there. Maybe sure, maybe yeah. uh, do you want to give out your phone number in case any of those contractors are listening?
4: Absolutely. My name is Otto O T T O. My number is 391-4769.
0: 391-4769? Yes, sir. All right. Um and uh, and uh, hopefully one of those contractors who has time right now will give you a call. Well, uh, that That's one of the problems is an awful lot of contractors are just too damn busy right now.
4: Sure, but I would imagine also most people aren't thinking as much. I'm just suspecting of you know doing a solar project in the middle of the winter. Uh, but you know, who knows? I, I may be wrong
0: on that. No, no. It people, Lots of people put them in the middle of winter. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, yeah they They'd, they'd like to put them in in the middle of the winter because they're probably slower in the middle of the winter. Sure, and yeah. um, and and anyway, you know you can do it yourself too. Well, you know I'm. You don't want to go there. I, well, I put it this way. I've been
4: a framer before. I've done. I happen to be an attorney now. Um, I don't mind paying someone to do it right. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I don't. I don't mind uh, if it's done right. I i don't mind and i don't like experimenting on my own house um so much um i can do certain things but i've got more money than time yeah and yeah, understood um, so hey, hey thanks a lot very much uh, and i'll uh, check into those places
0: all right good luck thank you and move quickly eight nine five two four four eight uh so how about all you other contractors out there? Give me a call, and, uh, and I'll give you a free advertising spot on the air to say you're out there and, and, and would do that sort of a job, or what sort of job you would do. It's, oh, there's another call. Hello, caller. You're live on the Renewable Energy Hour. Hi, uh, it's Linus Pauling. Linus Pauling, thank you. That was the vitamin C guy whose name I couldn't come up with that my grandfather had
3: exactly correspondence with. Yeah, Nobel, Nobel Prize winner, I believe.
0: Yeah, uh, although it wasn't... Mm-hmm. What was the Nobel Prize for? It wasn't for vitamin C Med- work. It was something else.
3: Oh, uh, no, medicine, but I don't remember yeah, what. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you very much.
3: He did, of, he, did, he did a lot of good science. I don't think he was quite right on... The efficacy of vitamin C in preventing illness, but
0: yeah, I think he yeah, he part. overreached that, but uh yeah, but uh, but but it was uh, it is an important vitamin, but perhaps not the godsend that some people read it to perhaps be.
3: not it has nothing to do with renewable energy, but there you have
0: no, but it does have to do with my previous brain fart right thank you <laughs> glad to relieve you of that <laughs> i feel much better now <laughs> okay good okay bye-bye Bye. Bye. some natural form of gas Lin- linus pauling and rachel carson those are the two
1: we're have this is back into uh the, the smart toilets
0: <laughs> no we're not going there we're taking this call <laughs> hello collie you're live on the renewable energy hour
2: good evening doug um, I don't want to talk about smart toilets or anything frivolous like that. All right. But, uh, Thank you. Many, uh, many months ago, you guys had a show where you were addressing the topic of, I think you called it grid stability.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe, maybe it was grid reliability.
0: Grid resilience, um, maybe, uh, all the above.
2: Yeah. And it's still an open issue, um, and I think it should be a continuing conversation. And um, in conjunction with that, I would also like to hear a discussion about microgrids and what might be an appropriate scale uh, for a place like Mendocino County. Um, I don't, I don't know what's been done out there. if There are models of. You know, we could plagiarize. I I don't know what the discussion is within the county about that, but it seems like long term, uh, we've got a grid reliability problem. Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, we I we should certainly look at the smaller scale microgrids that cover, you know, hospitals and fire departments and police departments, uh, uh, water services and things like that. But, but I, I just mentioned to a. Caller a few calls ago, or maybe it was just last caller, uh, that you know I think all of kaya could get set up as a microgrid fairly easily. Um, mm-hmm. They would need a lot more solar in the works, but uh, and a lot more storage. But it, it's an mm-hmm. expensive proposition. But uh, and and Alex has some pet projects he likes to watch that are that are microgrids. What are you about to say, Alex? Yeah. It's Back to your microphone.
1: Oops. Stone Edge Farm in, in Sonoma County, or in Sonoma, Sonoma, St- California. Stone Edge. Farm.
0: Stone, Hedge? Stone Edge. Stone Edge Farm. Stone Edge. So, I've, so search for them on on a uh, search engine. Stone Edge Farm, and uh, they've got they've got, done the some f- they've done some fun microgrid work. A
1: lot of prototype stuff.
0: Getting, getting equipment to talk to each other and being able to pull off the utility when the utility wasn't there and continue operating. Um,
1: store power and hydrogen and, and the thermal mass, all kinds of different good ways.
0: Well, I, I think we also need, you know, to underground massive amounts of our transmission lines. We need some feedback data taking devices on the on the end distribution we need uh we need more solar than we can use most of the time and we need to be using the excess to make hydrogen and and fuel what would have been natural gas turbines uh when the when the solar's not keeping up, that's the re- sort of resilience we were focused on was was satisfying the supply and the demand. We we weren't as focused on uh, on power outages. That's that's a different issue, but uh, the two two can meet up. So
2: who who is the we? I mean, who who's talking about these issues
0: in the uh, county? Um. In the county, Um, not much. Uh, You know, Ukiah is the only municipally run utility in the county, and the rest of the county is on PG&E transmission lines. Um, And uh, and rules that that govern what you can do along the microgrid world are at the state level, not at the county level. Oh, Alex, you're talking, but we can't hear you. As
1: soon as you cross property
0: lines. As soon as you cross property lines, it's a state issue.
2: Yeah. Well, I I realize um, I'm raising a huge topic, um, but it seems to me that this is well, maybe something that we need to be talking about um, and, and, you know, maybe it's the state level, but it's probably also, to some extent, a local level that Maybe bubbles up to the state, um, as some other, you know, similar kinds of issues have done. But um,
0: well,
2: the, the grid reliability issue is not going away. No, it's like,
0: not. It's not. Um, and, uh, well, fortunately, there's, there's a, a fair amount of money in the, the bipartisan infrastructure bill on the federal level that was going towards making transmission easier to happen. Um and that's that's one way to to make the solar aspect of this more doable. Uh but it doesn't necessarily help you with your with your power safety shutdowns and your fire related outages and your storm related outages. That's more a function of the utility's neglect. And we need pressure on that utility.
2: Yeah. Well, anytime you guys want to talk about it on your show, I would love to we'll listen.
0: Give you kudos. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we can get somebody who's an expert specifically on that.
2: I would welcome that.
0: All right. Well, thanks for the suggestion.
2: Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you're doing.
0: All right. We have fun. Bye-bye. Okay. Even if we don't get to talk about smart toilets all night long. But I'm afraid we're coming up to the end of the hour. Uh, Probably too little time to accept another phone call. I hope there's somebody trying to get in, but uh, I don't think I can take it. We'll be back in two weeks. Alex? Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, now you can say goodnight. We can hear you. Good
1: night. (laughs)
0: Good night, Alex. Good night, Mendocino County.
1: Stay tuned. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willets and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.